And we are back in the FN universe. Welcome to our guest host, uh, Sister Ebony. Welcome to the FN universe. Hello. Hey. And uh, Dr. Wayne, welcome back. Peace to God. Uh, sorry if it hung up on you. I tried to get both of you on at the same time. So um, we wanted to give a shout out to um, that was um, Tiny Tommy Tiny Lister uh, Debo from Friday the movie and um, he passed away today. I think he was somewhere 62. That's uh, very young and very unfortunate. And he didn't vibe any gang violence, but um, they said that uh, he had the COVID virus, but he had recovered from it. But somehow they found him dead in his apartment and nobody had even known um, that he was sick. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we want to give a rest in peace salute to that brother. And we are starting the and universe once again after technical difficulty. <laughs> Let us begin. Um, we started with the um, <clears throat> the video I sent that you sent me, brother, of um, a mother disciplining her child. Well, a grown child that's still living in the home. Um, I don't want to immediately start with an opinion, but what the hell is going on psychologically in that household? What are we seeing? And I'll describe wow. the, uh, the video to people right quick. It's a video of a mother having an argument with a grown um, child that's still living in her house with a baby. Yeah, so um, there's a lot going on, bro. I mean, it, 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 wow, I don't even know where to start, but there, there's a lot going on. Um, just you mentioning an, a, a mom having an adult child who has a child that's living in her house. And if you're asking me what's going on psychologically with that, I think that in and of itself is psychologically a, a problem. <laughs> yes, sir. Because because what what happened in the mom raising that child that that child had to end up coming back home to 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 live in a house that was already dysfunctional in which she she grew up with and now that that mom is not only abusing a child but also abusing that the, the grandchild hmm. so you know I don't know if you can see the um, systemic and um, generational right. um, dysfunction right. that right 
that's 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 happening. The abuse, mental abuse, right? Right. And right. physical, it got physical. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Do you think the child or the uh, the young mother was wrong in any way? Because I've seen in the comments of that same video uh, that you sent me, um, where <laughs> uh, even the women were saying that um, the mother should have beat the brakes off of the child, off of her, her daughter, and um, that would have ended that discussion. They said that the, the, uh, the young mother should have been picking her teeth off off the floor. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is my opinion on it. Go right ahead. It didn't just start overnight. Right. She didn't just wake up one day and be disrespectful. Mm-hmm. I've had 20-something or close to 20-something your kids living in my house. Wow. 20? Amani was 19. That's close enough to throw a ball at Oh, I 20. thought you took my 20 kids. <laughs> No, hell no. <laughs> I'm about to wait now. Twenty something <laughs> year olds. Oh, okay. And it's gonna get difficult because you got two it, grown ladies, or, or even in the case of men, you got two grown men in the house. It's gonna be a yeah. conflict. It's gonna be a conflict. However, them younger ones that are watching you. Hmm. Are gonna know not to take that step because that damn near got my sister's hair put through a glass door. <laughs> my sister play. was gonna tell me about the time <laughs> that I got damn near tossed from a third floor balcony. <laughs> Your mom didn't play, huh? No, I didn't play. Oh, oh. <laughs> No, I didn't play. <laughs> so, what did you think about the the video? Did, should the mom have beat the crap out of her, her daughter? Years ago, <laughs> <laughs> she waited too long to do it. Huh? <laughs> yeah. No, I think I from what I saw in the video, I think the mom has been beating the crap out of that that daughter for for years. <laughs> I, I I think that. That the the beating the crap out of her was not effective, and I think that what happened as a result was the beating the beating became ineffective. Right, um, it, it gave it, the, the the child resiliency and and uh, yeah, so so empowered yeah. her to to be resistant. Well, I, but Doctor Wayne, I, I, what I'm saying is, it should have started more than four years ago. You see what I'm saying? Raise up but a do, child. Do you, hear, do you understand what Dr. Wayne is saying? He's saying that, that that type of abusive behavior exhibited by both the mother and the daughter has been going on long before. So she... It appears this, it appears it's been going on long. Right. I, I don't know for sure, but it, right. it appears that, that that mom has probably been beating that child for a very long time. Probably since the child was a child. And so at this point in adulthood... That child no longer has the fear of that beating. Hmm. So that child is now engaging that mom in, in that physical violence. 
Even though it's not her house. Yeah, it, 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 because at this point, it's not about her house for 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 the child. Mm. The, the the child is seeing it different. The child is is at a different place. The the child feels like, and this is this is just based on my uh, observation, mm. you know, of, of of the video. The 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 fear that the mom is trying to inflict on the child is no longer working. Hmm. It, it was something that probably did work in the past, but is not working now. Hmm. And not only is it not working, but that child now has a child. Right. And so now that mom is still trying to um, utilize those same behaviors. And she, the, the mom just has not learned anything new in terms of dealing with that child. Hmm. And that child is now resistant to that behavior. Which into that which into that type is of a testament of the pregnancy anyway. Well, I think it's just a testament to the whole dysfunction of the family, hmm. right? Because while the mom is arguing with the daughter, and I think to me what I see is the mom is really angry with the daughter for identifying who the mom is, because it looks <laughs> like the daughter to me. You know, is the it, it, is the example or the identification of who mom is, and mom is hating what she's seeing. Of, of the mom is hating her seeing herself in the daughter. Hmm. The mom is not the, the the mom is not married. The mom has had number of kids with, without a guy, hmm. and now the daughter is repeating that cycle, and the mom is trying to beat up that person that she's seeing in that daughter. Wow. Um, uh, Sister Ebony, we're going to give you the last word on that. What do you Me and doctor are going to agree to disagree because mm-hmm. there's a woman raising girls. Mm-hmm. My viewpoint is different. Mm-hmm. So me and the doctor will agree to disagree. <laughs> what, what did you see? What's your observation? Respectfully, Sister Ebony. A child that had been disrespectful. Mm-hmm. I, man, you got to be conscious of the, um, what did I tell you earlier? Mm-hmm. The beast you create. Hmm. You got to realize the beast you create. Because see, Bashan said you're saying that there was no there was no discipline in the house early on, and that has transferred into what we saw in the video. Yeah, because see, Bashan's there wanted to keep her in Jordans mm-hmm. and all of that. Mm-hmm. So when she, you know, what I'm saying when her foot got to adult sizes, mm-hmm. she still want Jordans. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't kind of broke my car out of that. Mm-hmm. You know, you gonna get these Nikes, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I created that Jordan thing <laughs> with him. Mm-hmm. However, I broke it early enough mm-hmm. to where now you realize how you gonna get it some dope ass Nikes. <laughs> and you they better be happy about it. They may not be the what's his name. The, they may not be the latest basketball player. Right. It may not be LeBron's or Jordan's. Exactly. 
But but sister Ebony, you, you use you use a word um, create, right? Mm-hmm. And so and and when you use the word create, I, I want to say that what we have to be careful of is what we create, because whatever we create, that's what we're that's what we are responsible for, right? Mm-hmm. So 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 when I say so when I hear the word create, whether it's intentional or unintentional. When we bring a child into this world, that's what we create. Yeah. And so we are responsible for that, that we create, meaning that whatever it is that we're creating, whatever that, whatever it is that we're bringing into our space, into our world, that's our responsibility. Meaning whatever they become is, is what we've created? Absolutely. And I, and I remember watching parts of the video. I couldn't watch it all, mm. but her daughter threw up in the face that her man had cheated on her. Mm. That's nothing a child should know. You don't put kids in adult affairs. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but again, that's what she created. So that's yeah. why the child knew that. So as a result of her creating that for the child, the child knows that. Mm-hmm. Now, but, 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 not only, but not only does the child know that, but the child is recreating that in her own life. Hmm. Yeah. And the mom is seeing that. And the mom is, 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 is resenting and disliking that in her child because the child is repeating her behavior that she doesn't like about herself. So it becomes mm-hmm. generational, um, this um, conflict with uh, men and the internal conflict with oneself. I, yep, mama's baby, daddy's maybe. Let me let me hear mm-hmm. both of you when I tell you about my experience with my daughter. Now, my daughter at some point became disrespectful in the home, and um, I was no longer in the home. We were divorced. I was divorced with my wife, and um, my ex-wife called me and said, um, "Your daughter's being disrespectful." And sure enough, this is like 13 or 14 years old. She was bringing people into the house. And um, these uh, miscreants were robbing the house Mm. that she was inviting them into and taking her grandmother's stuff. And um, we had to decide as parents co-parenting whether she should still be allowed in the house by my own daughter and it was a hard decision to make but um, we created that reality either by our neglect or or misunderstanding as parents and um, it was hard it was impossible not even hard it was impossible to correct it at that point but um, I didn't want her to, to beat the child. And I didn't know what was going on behind my back because I wasn't there physically. I could only see them on the weekends. So I didn't know what was going on in the day-to-day that have had been festering all of these years that caused that... Um, that because what we're talking about is power. And at 13, Uh 14, my daughter wanted power. And she didn't care how she got it. 
if she had to be disrespectful in the house. Um, so that's what I saw tonight when I saw the video. I could see myself and my ex-wife in that position. Well, well, well. So let me, so so let me add two things. One is when you say that you think that she was trying to um, utilize power or want power. I don't know that 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 I see that or that I agree with that mm-hmm. because I because I don't think a thirteen year old understands power. I think a thirteen year old probably wanted attention right. from mom and dad. It is the word I'm looking for. And, and 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 so I think in her seeking attention, she she did it, it you know, in a way that was dysfunctional and unproductive. And disrespectful um, to the household. Right. So so I because I, I can't see power in, in, in that with, with a 13 year old. But and, and but but so since we're sharing personal stories, let me just say that for me, mm-hmm. um, when I saw the video. What it did for me in my personal life is it took me back to my childhood. Mm. Wow. And in my in, in my childhood, my mom was very much like that mom that I saw. Wow. My mom, my mom was very physical with me. My mom, when, uh, well, not only a disciplinarian, but my mom drank a lot. So my mom would try to fight me. Mm-hmm. You know, when when I was very young, 13, 14, 12, you know. And then she, there were times that she would um, try to stab me with a knife. Wow. There, there, there were times that, you know, she would just, you know, I, I, I would come in mm-hmm. the, the, the house and, it, you know, she would just be, you know, in a very um, angry place. Mm-hmm. And, and I just happened to, to come in at that time. And she would literally go into a rage. And, and physically try to fight me. Mm. You know, there were times that she would take all of my clothes and throw them out the window mm. and, and throw, throw, throw my clothes out the window, you know, kick me out of the house, mm-hmm. you know. So, so when I saw that, it took me back to a place in my life where I was like, wow, you know. And, and the reason why I shared that video was because it was um, personal for me mm-hmm. because I could relate to a mom that was like that. And so I go back to say that I know my mom was at a place in her life that she just did not know or have the skills to be a mom in the way that moms, at least the way that I thought moms should be at that time. And so what ended up happening was um, as a teenager, I ended up resenting my mom. Right. And and in me resenting my mom um, as a young teenager, it made me resent respect for all authority because I felt as a teenager that if I'm not going to respect my mom because I didn't see her as a mom, right? Because I didn't think that moms should treat their kids that way, right? So it caused so you had me, to rebel. So 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 in me losing respect for her. I lost respect for any authoritative figure at that time in my life. Hmm. And we know where that ended up. Um, the same thing with my daughter. She she was ended up in a life of crime um, at a young age, 13, 14. Even though she's not a, a word, was not a, an adult, she was 
in juvenile first and then um about to be charged as an adult for for this stuff that she was into with her friends from the outside the the outside influences became the parent so to speak um not literally but figuratively in terms of the influence um on the development of her her mind at that at that point in her young vulnerable adult life did you did you yeah. find that that exposure to the outside world as being your parent like like Tupac had said um said that the streets raised him yeah well, well it was interesting is that is that I actually did catch those adult charges at that at, at those teenage years. Mm. So there's the pattern that I I saw when I watched the video tonight. Yeah. So so as a as a young teen, teenager, um, it, you know, and and trying to understand the world from that perspective at that time, mm. you know, I I didn't know that that what I was looking for was love and attention from my mom. Right. I I, I didn't know that I needed to have my dad in my life right. because I, I didn't. So I didn't know that the attention that I was seeking was that. So, and I was acting out in a way now that was so self-destructive because I didn't, I, I just, I just didn't know. And what I can tell anybody at the age of 13 and 14 and 16, 17, is that what you don't know is what you don't know. Right. So what and so what you're doing, you know, at those stages, you don't know how it's going to impact you later in life. And I can tell you that, you know, I've done so much work and I'm still doing so much work on who I am. But I can tell you that that foundation of the things that happened to me at those stages in my life are so deeply rooted into me that I have to fight, 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 fight every day of my adulthood for that. For those years, not to manifest in these years. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, it is an incredible work. And most people don't get the skills to do it. Wow. Yes, sir. Uh, we want to maybe continue in that conversation, um, not from the um, video itself, but the power dynamics involved in it, the psychology involved in it. And um, hopefully by the end of the show, we have some type of a better understanding. I, w- I won't dare say solution, because at least in my case, none of that worked out the way I had hoped for it. Um, we are at the 23-minute mark in the effing universe. I have Sister Ebony and Dr. Moore on the line. And we are trying to discuss black power thinking issues in the world. And one of those is going to be the absentee father and uh, parenting as a single mom. And how can that um, coexist with black power thinking? And we'll be right back after these messages. Peace. Peace.
You had your shit. You got to, you. You had your shit, and you right back at man. No, I don't need no cookie. I got I got some in the room. You want one? You want one? I got a lot of them. I got a lot of cookie in the room. I got a lot of cookies. Got a lot of cookies. Cookie. I'm petty, bitch, but you stand in my house. I'm petty, but you in my house. You are in my house. I'm petty. You don't do shit for me. Because they want my shit clean. Let it stay clean. Only that just came here picking up shit up off the floor. It's food up. You a, you a fucking that. You a fucking that. I've been fucking sweeping up since I came in the door. Yeah, one piece of egg, right? Really, Olivia? I picked up. I picked up more than some fucking egg. Yeah, okay. You sitting up here, sitting up there lying. You know I picked up more than an egg. I picked up more. I don't get. She ain't gotta get up off shit. She ain't gotta get off a motherfucking thing. You motherfucking right, bitch. I like a clean house. I like a clean house. Clean. You the fucking shit. You a fucking liar. You see how disrespectful this motherfucker is? She ain't got no respect for nobody but her dumbass friends. That's all she got respect for. For her dumbass friends. She got she respects, she don't respect me or her siblings. This is what she does. This is what you ain't I shouldn't have to show you no respect. You in my fucking house. You are in my house. I don't have to show you no fucking respect. I don't have to show you no respect. Well, you need to find you somewhere else to go then. And we are back in DF and Universe. Excuse the coughing, brother. Here we go. Sister Ebony said she's going to listen on IG because um, she's getting sheepy. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, okay. I kind of wanted to hear her feedback. Right. Because she's been in an interesting situation like we have. all of us from different perspectives. You were in the actual situation. I was the parent in my actual situation, and she was the parent in her actual situation. But I was coming from the male perspective as a parent, and she was coming from the female perspective as a parent. And it's interesting how all of that dynamic, whether you were the, the male or female child, or whether you were the male or female parent, somehow we've lost the, um, the the family dynamic. Not only is that tragic, but as an additional punishment of, of that um, loss of the, the, the familial or the family unit is that that child may be subject to incarceration or certainly a a life of um, crime or or, or some type of deleterious effect on the life and development of that child. Yeah, bro, it's almost, um, well, I don't want to use this word, but I'm going to use it. it. It's almost impossible um but it's not impossible po- Im- impossible is is not a reality it's it's it, it it's only a reality until someone makes it a reality right mm. but but what i can say is that when you go through things like that throughout you you know as you know in your childhood particularly in those young developmental stages 
it's very, very, very difficult to break out of those stages. And most of us don't. And most of us don't have the wherewithal, the capacity, or the environment to do it. Um, mm. You know, for me, um, I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't even know that I have the answer to the, the answer to how and why I did what I did. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but you didn't feel that it was empowering. Did I feel it was empowering? Did, did Did you feel empowered by being defiant to your mother who was mistreating you? Um, you know what I, you know what I felt. I I guess yes. I, in, in a sense that I wanted to prove her wrong. Right. I, I wanted to prove, but in a negative way back then. But you you also continued to try to prove her wrong in a positive way. And we'll talk about that development and how that helped you to change your life around. Um, I think um, my child felt empowered by defying us, but in a negative way. It could have positive benefits. I know uh, uh, children that were abused that went on to become famous or rich, but they had in their mind, as you had in your mind, at some point you said to yourself, I have to prove these parents wrong, whether it was one parent or two parents. It's all the same scenario. It's about empowering yourself. You're feeling that you don't have any power to decide your fate in life because of the abusive uh, mother or father in the home. And then having to come to the self-realization that it's the powers within ourselves to make a change. And that change could be positive or it could be negative. Hmm. So, okay, that's that's an interesting perspective. Um, so what is it about the child that um, feels the need to be empowered by the parents that are um, not empowering them? Well, what, what, what um, I think all the situations have in common is a sense from the child that something is not stable in the home. That's the first thing that the child recognizes. And then the mirror effect takes place. But but how but how's a child defining what's not stable? What what's what's giving the child a definition of stable? Because what he sees when he goes to the classroom. The classroom has children with parents and the parents seem more loving. And he looks back at his family like, damn, my, my parents ain't like that. And then he loses respect for the parents because he's not getting the same type of love in his home that he sees with the students that he attends school with, with the friends that he goes to their house to to play. There, There's a loving, structured home. And then he comes back to his home, which is chaos. Yeah, but 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 so I'm gonna play devil's advocate in what in what you're sure. saying. 
So I, I hear that, but I, but I also know the kid that gets the love and caring at home, but, but still is a kid that does rebellious and devious things. So right. it's not that the kid, that kid it is not receiving that love and that care, but that kid still wants to do things that are self-destructive or destructive, right. regardless of the and, love. And that that's, why I, that, that's why I said it's a power dynamic. Um, and you said you didn't see it at first, but... Um, well, I'm talking about, when I said I didn't see it, I'm, I was talking about in that particular case. Right. And, and and in the videos. Right, right, right. And that was very subjective and limited based mm-hmm. on the video. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and as it should be, because we don't know all of the circumstances right. in that case. Right. But we do know the circumstances in our own particular respective cases. And that that's why I brought it back on myself. Like, how did we get here? with my daughters being so disrespectful, when did this happen and how come I missed it until it was actually happening? I didn't even know she had boyfriends. Wait, wait a minute. You didn't tell me this shit. But my, my first instinct was to lash out at the mother. And I'm like, yo, you fucking up as a parent. Wow. Well, I, okay. So I think that's unfair, right? And I and I think right, it is. And so and I had to check myself. Yeah, because whatever boyfriend that she had or was trying to have, mm-hmm. how much of it was emulation of her mom and dad? Hmm. Right, because she didn't see us together. Right, and what 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 was her de- her desire was for us to get back together and that's why i i caution people that want to divorce and and leave their their children hanging in the balance even if they they're grown like 17 18 that separation of the parents divides the children and some people some children don't even get to see the separation that took place, but it's still so harmful that there's only one parent and the child is looking at other people. Now, some can identify that all of these families around us are dysfunctional because there's only one parent in the home. And that's how they see the dysfunction. There isn't two parents because when they turn on the TV and they see the Huxtables and they see the um, uh, all of these TV families, there's two parents in the home. They don't see themselves on TV as being part of that family structure that that's empowering, and so they turn to the streets. Yeah, but I, but 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 I think, in fairness, um. To what we see. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, it sounds like you about to break the ass, bro. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to get back on IG, but I had to switch the phones back again because the signal wasn't. But we'll discuss that later. Go ahead. Okay. But in fairness to the Huxtables, 
the Huxtables were not a very functional family. Mm-hmm. If 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 when you if you watch, you know the Huxtables, from the oldest kid to the youngest kid, they, these kids were very dysfunctional kids, right. even though they had functional parents. Right. Or, or what appeared Lisa, to be what started to um, rebel. Well, not only Lisa, but 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 I forgot her character's name. Right, right, but but you talking about Lisa Lisa Bonet, right. but 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 if you go back to Claire and Cliff, right? Mm-hmm. So they both were successful. One was a lawyer, one was a doctor, but from the first kid to the last kid, they were all dysfunctional. All mm-hmm. of their children were dysfunctional. The, mm-hmm. the, the, the oldest child was was. She ended up getting pregnant, having twins. She ended up going to college, but dropping out of college. So did the boyfriend that she was dating. You know, they ended up living in like some cheap housing situation where Claire mm-hmm. and Huxable in where Claire uh, and 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 um uh Dr. Heathcliff, you know, came in and was trying to help them out in their situation. And then you had um uh Lisa Bonet. In, in in her character where she couldn't finish school, she dropped out of college. She ended up uh, trying to marry this, uh, marrying this um, Navy guy who already had a kid, you know, and then they end up moving back into their family house um, with, with the Huxtables. And then you have Vanessa who ended up marrying this maintenance guy. She was kind of going to school you know, not going to school, going to school, but fell in love with this maintenance guy. You had um, um, the, the, the son, Theo, who had this learning learning disability, who, mm-hmm. you know, kind of struggled educational-wise. Then you had Vanessa, who was kind of like into, you know, the world and, and, and you know, was kind of rebellious. So, when, if you when you look at that show in its entirety, it it, it though why people say oh when they talk about the Huxtables like they they were this functional family, they really were not. Hmm. They really were this dysfunctional family. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. But on on the surface, it looked like they were being successful and everything was all good. Well, well, well but, but that's the thing, bro. And 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 I and what I can tell you as a parent, um, watching that and 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 then trying to be, you know, a successful parent, man, mm-hmm. I can tell you that what ends up happening is here's what you aren't prepared for. You 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 struggle all your life, right? Hmm. You know, um to be successful. And then you marry someone that feels the same way. Hmm. And then y'all have kids together. Hmm. And and if you two come from the same place or a similar place or familiar with a similar place of being poor and all that other stuff. And then you raise your kids mm-hmm. so that they don't have that struggle. Hmm. But But what ends up happening is you remove the barrier of struggle from them. Uh, as as I say, uh, you take the plastic off the couch. <laughs> now the couch is exposed to all types of dirt. Right. So 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 now, 
you have these kids that have no sense of struggle, determination, and fight and desire that you have. Mm. And you and, and now you're wondering why are these kids so lackluster? Why are these kids, you know, um, why don't they have that same desire, determination? You know, mm. why are they so lackluster? And part of that is you remove the struggle for them to have that. Hmm. And 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 so now, what I know, and 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 looking at people of success and their children, is a if you look at the Kennedys, if you look at people who have been successful, and you look at their children, and you, a lot of those children aren't successful because the parents work. Right. And so. You know, I think we have to be very careful and what we need to learn is how to connect those dots because the same thing that made you successful or made you get to the point that you got to in life, if you have, or if you're trying to get that kid to that point, is what got you there and what will get that kid there. And I'm telling you, man, look, you and I have had a number of conversations and I can tell you like we just had a podcast talking about Christmas and raising kids and my kids came on. Right. Do you know I raised my kids? My son is 17, my daughter's um 13, about to be 14. Mm-hmm. I've raised them all their life with no Christmas tree, with no <laughs> Christmas Christmas lights and all right. of that crap, right? right? Did all of that. You know, <laughs> gave my kids, you know, uh righteous names, all that, right? <laughs> I, I now look at that, <laughs> right? And I'm looking at this damn Christmas tree sitting right in my face right now. <laughs> After all these years and not ever having a damn Christmas tree, I'm sitting there looking at my kids. Where did I fail? I, I, you know, I don't even know that I failed <laughs> or, or what I call it failure, but but what I'm looking at... Where did I go wrong? Is, is <laughs> my kids felt strong enough, as much as I raised them, right? <laughs> the way that I raised them. What, what, for them to come to me this year and say, with, with a PowerPoint slide, and so, they plotting we, against you, brother. We, we, we want to have a Christmas tree. We want Christmas lights. Now, here's the interesting thing. This, this, this tree that's sitting in front of me, they don't even have this damn thing plugged up. <laughs> there ain't a light on on this Christmas tree. <laughs> All the lights that they had outside, mm-hmm. they, ain't a, they ain't a light on right now. <laughs> right? They but, gave up on their power struggle. But, but, but they fought. Well, I was going to say they fought. But there was something in them that wanted them to feel what all these other kids have felt for hmm. all this time hmm. and, and 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 they finally got a chance to do it and when they man and it wasn't even them because I told them I said I'm not gonna put a dime in it man they mama went out with them the next day damn they got the biggest tree I looked like to me the biggest damn tree that was out there I ain't look I didn't move a muscle to bring the tree in the house I remember mama's downstairs working out 
I don't know what my son did, but when he got the tree off the truck, I mean, off her car, he you know, brought the tree up the stairs, got it in the family room. They planted it, 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 it up here, you know. And I'm just looking at this thing. They did all this in one day of me saying, okay, it's cool. <laughs> like it, it was playing, the plot was sticking it. <laughs> Bruh. And they did all this, and now I'm looking at it like they ain't a light on on this tree. They ain't an ornament on this darn tree. They don't even they don't light outside. But I, but what was it about that that made them feel like they wanted to at least do it? Hmm. And here I was thinking I was raising them and protecting right, them. Right. And, yeah, to be different. And, and what's crazy is they want to be like everybody else. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Yes, sir. I can identify with that <laughs> in more ways than one. So, parents, um, and I don't know if it's my age, but I'm at a point like now. I look at this dumb tree sitting in my room, on this family room. <laughs> And I can kill us by that dumb tree because <laughs> to me, what means more to that tree, what means more to me is the family mm-hmm. than that tree. Right. So right. I could care less about that dumb tree sitting here, meaning absolutely nothing. <laughs> but that my family was happy that whatever they could do, they was able to do it. And and I didn't stop them from doing it. <laughs> hmm. Brother, we are at the twenty minute mark in DF and universe. I didn't even know the time went that damn quick. And I'm still trying to get on IG. I finally gave up on that. What I can depend on is I don't mean to self promote here, but the anchor podcast is the way to go. It's reliable. It's only audio, but it has not failed me since I figured out how to use it properly. <laughs> and um, we've uh, gone in a different direction on, based on this video, but uh, I think it's all going to line up in this last segment. We are, uh, we'll be back in one minute on the last 20-minute segment in DF and Universe, talking about Black Power Thinking, and parenting in the black conscious movement how can we be black power conscious and still parent effectively enough to build the next Martin Luther King the next Malcolm X the next Khalid the next Farrakhan that's what we want at least I wanted that I wanted my children to come out as the next powerhouse in black power thinking. That was uh, surely far from the truth, brother. As far as the earth is from the sun, 93 million <laughs> miles away. Oh, Lord. I felt disappointed. And we'll be right back after this. Matter. And hold and, and hold those thoughts that you just said. <laughs> yes, sir. I definitely want to respond. Indeed. <laughs> Peace.
find you somewhere else to go. And all of this will be, you don't have to sit up and worry about me complaining about my fucking house being clean, complaining about your son putting shit on my couch, complaining, complaining, that ain't complaining, that's telling you to be a fucking parent. That's telling you to be a fucking parent, Olivia. A parent. No, he not. You's a fucking liar. No, he not. No, he not. How he good? How he good, Olivia? How he good? Tell me how the fuck is he good? How? How? No, he's not. No, he ain't. He ain't forever shit. No, he not. No, he not. 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 This what a bitch do on live disrespecting her mom because she don't get no fuck. I show them to show the fucking world on Facebook how disrespectful your motherfucking ass is. Go, I don't get no fuck about you going live. You think I care about it? Don't. No. 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 I don't want no cookie because I tell you to get your ass up and get your son for fucking up my house. You getting an attitude because I tell you to get the fuck up and get your son for fucking up my house. I shouldn't have to tell you shit, bitch, because you should be doing it. You fuck it. No, ain't no dust. Ain't no dust. Clean this motherfucking shit off my couch that he put on my couch. I just cunted up, Olivia. I just scraped all my pillows up and shit. I got all my pillows. What's up? I scraped up a lot of shit. You want me to put in? I need to go in the garbage can and show you what I scraped up. Ain't no duck. Ain't no duck. Yes, it was. And we are back in the universe. And I want you to start off, brother, before you lose your point. No, I want you to go back to um what you were... We were talking about... um. Well, actually, we're talking about how to give birth to a God and okay. what happens when we don't see that God in our children. That's, that was the point that I was trying to build up to. Um, we started off with the um, a video of a parent trying to discipline a grown child with her own child and the power dynamics behind that and we didn't get too deep into the psychology of it, but we see that the parenting that went wrong somehow reflects back into the child. And that's what we hate to see about our parenting is when that mirror is flashed in our face, especially if the the parenting was not ideal. And now we see it exhibiting in our child. So you can take it from there, brother. There's plenty of directions to go in. But um, the last point that I was trying to make was um, how we become disappointed in who our children become. They're not the next Malcolm and uh, the next Martin that we had hoped for. Or well, so it may seem. Okay, so so hold that point about being the next Malcolm and Martin. Mm-hmm. Um, because you said that we um, didn't get into so much of the psychology right. about what, what happened. And I, and I kind of thought that we did. I think that Sister Ebony kind of disagreed. Mm-hmm. But what, what I thought that I saw psychologically um, was the mom... Um, really trying to beat up on the person that she saw in her daughter that Hmm. she was. Right. And I I think Sister Ebony disagreed with me in that. 
But I can see what you were saying. Yeah, but but so so to me, the the psychological um, dynamic or dynamics that played the biggest part to me was so much of what this like the daughter kept emphasizing who the mom was and 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 she kept saying things about the mom that she was repeating behaviors of the mom hmm. so the daughter was bringing up who is this dude that you abandoned us for hmm. who is this dude that you were with you know what is this dude doing for you because hmm. there was so much to me that the daughter was saying i'm just like you right you know, I if you saying I ain't crap, you ain't crap. Right. And 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 so much of it to me was 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 that was really hitting the mom was the daughter kept saying, I'm you, I'm you, right. I'm you. And the mom was fighting every part right. of that in her daughter. She was trying to she, she was trying to beat that down right. all the way till it became physical. Like right. I will like like I will beat the crap out of you. Mm-hmm. What she was really doing is trying to beat the crap out of herself, hmm. because that's what she had raised. Hmm. And and Sister Ebony was talking about earlier about what we create. See, mm-hmm. that's what that's what the mom had created. Mm-hmm. The mom had created herself, and the daughter had duplicated who hmm. the mom was. And the mom didn't like seeing that mirror. She right. didn't like seeing herself in that daughter. So she wanted to destroy that daughter. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the way that she attempted to do that was verbally and physically. Right. And that's what she was doing. Right. She was trying to destroy her. She, she talked about her raising that child. Right. You, you a mom, look at this child. Look how nasty this child is. This child is blah, blah, blah. But that's the child that she raised. Hmm. Exactly. That, that grandchild that she was seeing was a child that she raised in her daughter. Hmm. And she was trying to stomp that out of that daughter because she didn't want to see that again. Hmm. And and even as much as that mom didn't have, all she had obtained in life was that apartment. Yeah. And she kept talking and about... And she kept it in life, too. It was she, a nice apartment. But that's my point, is that what she was saying, what the mom was saying, is I want to leave you behind. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to destroy you. I'm trying to kill my old me. But mm-hmm. you're showing up. You keep showing up. I'm trying to get rid of you. But here mm-hmm. you are, not only you, but your child. Mm-hmm. Both of you are reminding me of my past. Mm-hmm. I have this apartment. I've made it nice. I've tried mm-hmm. to make it nice. But here you are again, my past, showing up. Mm-hmm. Showing up. I hate you for that. Right. I'm going to beat you down. Right. I'm going to beat you down at every chance I get. I'm going to eliminate that reminder of myself. Exactly. So the smallest thing, there's a cracker on the floor. There's a paper <laughs> wrapper on the floor. This child is look at look at this kid. Look at this kid. This kid is this 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 this, this. right. And so she's constantly, and then you hear her talk about her leaving her mom hmm. at a certain age. Hmm. So d- just to get back to the psychology of, of, of what we saw, hmm. 
and I know you said we didn't really discuss it, but I'm just saying right. that the psychology of what we saw was this behavior mm-hmm. in the mom that was so angry mm-hmm. about who she was and trying to get away from who she was and her daughter reminding her of that. Almost to the point, not almost, but to the point where she compared the one daughter to the next. Hmm. Where she said, you see, this one is 16, she has a job. Right. This one is this, 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 this. And you just getting it, yeah. And, and, and right. And so she was saying, look, this is who I really am. Or hmm. This is who I'm aspiring to be. Hmm. I raised this one. Look at what she's doing. Hmm. I don't want to see this part of myself. Hmm. You, you, I, I'm, you, you get out of my house. Get away from me. Right. It's still that image, that old image of yourself. Exactly. Exactly. That's deep from a psychological standpoint. And that's the part we don't see. It's coming out in our subconscious, manifesting into reality, the physical reality. But that's deep within our subconscious that person we want to kill about ourselves. That yeah. that image that we want to destroy about ourselves. And especially yeah. when we see it exhibiting in our children and their children and how it will impact their children. We want to get rid of that. Yeah. And that's why you often say grandparents. Grandparents, mm. right? Gra- grandparents are so different with their grandchildren than right. they were with their then children. They were with their parents. <laughs> right. And, and, like, and, and, don't and, touch that job. Yeah. And and, and and so the parent is always like, you used to beat the crap out of me. Right. And now Why are you so protective me. of uh, right? Because what the grandparent has learned is I did wrong by you. Hmm. I didn't I, I didn't raise you properly. Right. But I'm not going to let you do to that child what I did to you. Right. And, and you, and you the, know that that's what I felt felt about my father beating me all the time. I didn't want my my child to be beaten, and I don't know how that backfired on me in terms of the parenting skills because I wasn't there on a daily to see it. But somehow it got out of control, and instead of telling me earlier, the mother wanted to feel empowered that she could raise her child on her own. She didn't need me. So there's that fight with yourself to prove to the person that you left that you can be successful. And she was successful. She went and got her um, college degree and uh, became a paralegal, started her own business. But I'm, I always said to her, this is my ex-wife, Look at your children. Your success means nothing if it's not exhibited in your children. They are growing up fucked up. And that's where we didn't get along. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. to this day, both both of the, the children are damn near transient. They they don't have a place to stay naked. They don't um, have um, the securities that they should have as they develop from childhood to adult. And hmm. nobody 
wants to be around them because they, they're disrespectful. So even the people that want to help them in our family knows that those type of children will end up like the children we saw in the video. They will try to counter anything that the mother says and be disrespectful. So I don't know if we got into that part either, but there's a whole bunch of dynamics and a whole bunch of perspectives from which it comes um, that we could discuss all night. But um, what we wanted to focus on now with uh, 10 minutes to go in our regular segment is, is there a solution for this? And I'll depend on your psychological mind <laughs> to start that. Sorry to put you on black, <laughs> but uh, you have the textbook psychological answer for this, brother. <laughs> well, I, I I think that what's not fair is that if um, <laughs> that I'm even acting right. <laughs> well, not that you're asking, but remember I, I, my mathematical mind tells me that there is a solution. <laughs> okay, uh, so and I, and I think that's where we go <laughs> off kilter, right? Cause you because ain't gonna, this, I, you ain't gonna agree with that. <laughs> no, I'm not because because I think that one one of one of my biggest fights in 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 school and in in my classes mm-hmm. was I used to say, "Wow, you know, I'm 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 taking this course. Mm-hmm. I know what it means to pass this course, mm-hmm. but what I can tell you, I can pass this course, mm-hmm. but this course will not be effective in real life." Mm-hmm. So, it, so when you say, okay, this is going to be, uh, or you're looking for a textbook answer, I don't think that that's what's fair. Mm-hmm. You know, I is don't think that. Is there a spiritual answer? I, I don't, well, I think spiritual is, is relative, like textbook is relative. Sub- right? Subjective. <laughs> right. It's, it's, it's so, so, because let's say a person has depression, right? Hypothetically. Mm-hmm. I don't think that you can treat all people with depression the same way. Mm-hmm. Because depending on your background, depending on your social economic situation, depending depending on your 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 ethnicity, it is it's is different. Mm-hmm. So if a person has depression, if you're gonna treat all people with depression the same way, right, it's not going to be effective. Right. Right, and so they in lies where you have people like Sigmund Freud, Carl Jung, you have Adler, you have all these different people that come along, um, that have these different ideologies about um, how to treat people with depression. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, uh, there's this guy named Beck. There's this um, tech. There's these different techniques um, with Carl Rogers. With um, uh, uh, John Beck, um, there's person-centered, there's um, cognitive, then there's cognitive behavior. So there's all these uh, there's all these different things. So if you're asking me what's the textbook solution mm. for the problem, I think that you do the people that need the solution a disservice by by thinking that way. Right. Because you're not going to be able to treat all of them with the same medication or the same technique that's going to work for all of them. Right. 
Because I can tell you, for a person like myself, whatever a person was going to give me mm-hmm. probably was not going to work. Mm-hmm. What what worked for me coming from an a man? I'm look. I, I come from everything that's abusive. <laughs> Everything that's crazy. I mean, I, dysfunctional you family. Dysfunctional. You want to talk about growing up without it wasn't ever knowing. Only the mother. It was her brothers, and and their influence on you, or bruh, their attacks look, on you physically. Bro, let me tell you. Look, I've never known my dad. My mom was abusive. Used to beat my ass. Try to send me to freaking. Um, a, a reform school. <laughs> um, my uncle, my uncle used to beat my ass, slam my head into a wall. Yeah, that was. You know, I'm still I, I, disheartened by that story, man. Yeah. Bro, I've, i I've been through it all as a. I'm talking about as a young kid. Mm-hmm. Like you've been in a war, bro. All my life, you know. I, you know, so. So there's no textbook answer to for to me, you know, going to jail. I mean, I mean, I mean, you know, fighting, you know, getting kicked out of school. I mean, you name it. I went. I've been through all of that that stuff. Mm. So there ain't no textbook answer to me about where I am, how I ended up where I am. You, you know, because you know I. I don't. I don't even know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know how I ended up where I am. Right. I don't. But but there was just a drive in me. Right. That made me want to do something different. Right. And that made me that made me persevere. And I'm not saying that um, everybody needs to have that. Mm-hmm. I'm, that's not that's not what I'm saying. Um, because what I do know, if I'm going to say to anybody. I did it. You could do it. I I would not ever say that without creating a blueprint for that to happen. Hmm. It's that, because I that know that that's not fair, right? Because I, I I know it's not fair. It's not fair for Michael Jordan or Charles Barkley or any you know professional person to come back and say, "Oh, I did this. You could do it too." Mm-hmm. Right. Because the person that you're saying that to wants to know, well, how? Right. And how come I didn't end up being the Michael Jordan? Right. And I'm just, I sometimes question my own fucking existence in this fucking universe um, because of that. Like, um, how come I didn't get the parenting right? But when you look at it, because what I, the only empowering thing that I have is um, reflection or um, hindsight and when I look back I am at least 50% of that problem or at least have to admit that to move forward you have to take responsibility for your actions in that scenario that brought about the things in the children Um, we can't control everything about our children and who they become but um we can look back in hindsight and see where there was a, a little chink in the armor or a little uh, weak, weakest link in the armor of what we were trying to do. And this is called uh, parental design. 
And in the last uh, two to seven minutes, I'm going to discuss my solution with you, brother. And I'll let you uh, tear it down psychologically <laughs> as being psychologically flawed. <laughs> but here we go, brother. You like to hear? Here it goes. Now the solution, brother, of that type of parenting no matter what the scenario is with the children, is strengthening yourself. I think there's so much we don't know, or as you have said in the past, we don't have a manual on parenting. We got a manual for driving a car, but we have no manual for uh, driving our parenting skills to optimize the 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 um the opportunities for our children to come out successful and as you also said success is uh, subjective it's um like any other thing like racism it's all subjective it's all about your experience it's um based on your experience and then you have to change that narrative whatever it is or whatever it is that you believe in that made you less empowered so the solution then becomes not being a better parent but being a stronger person and I don't know how that is self-defined other than to say that there is no one answer other than you getting stronger. Wherever you see a weakness in yourself that could mirror in your children, you have to try to improve or eradicate that weakness in order to be an effective parent, in order to be an effective person in life in general. How about, I would say you do that, brother, at the 20-minute mark. You got five minutes to... <laughs> Tell me the floor on my argument. Um, well, um, and that's that's what I meant by spiritual, not religious. Okay, so, um, I'm gonna start off this way. Um, and then I'm gonna try to, and then remind me to come back to Malcolm and Martin. Yes, sir. Okay, so I'm gonna start off by saying that, um, a lot of what you described to me has everything to do with you. Right. Has has nothing to do with the child. Right. And and when when you start off with you, mm-hmm. I don't care how strong you choose to be mm-hmm. or not be. Mm-hmm. I I think you missed the mark, or we missed the mark when we think of when we think of it that way. Mm-hmm. Right. Because the reality is that your children don't belong to you. Hmm. Your children belong to the world. Hmm. And, 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 and what happens is God allows two individuals to be the vessel for a new being to come into the world. Hmm. You, you, you almost have absolutely nothing to do with that. Hmm. It, it, you know, because you and the woman getting together ain't nothing but something that's physical. Right. 
that child that comes into the world may or may not be connected to you. May, may, maybe, maybe not. You on you see it that way. Oprah, Oprah Winfrey said, "Mom and her dad saw one another one time, mm. and her mom had on a dress and was walking down a street or a dirt road." And her dad saw her and was physically attracted to her. And they had sex one time. Hmm. And she was born. Wow. They had they had no other connection hmm. than that one time of having physical sex. Wow. And they had a child. Now, you, you talked earlier about how to give birth to a God. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, in, in in learning how to give birth to a God, and I remember listening to this tape, <laughs> sitting in my, um, sleeping in my aunt's um, efficiency, mm-hmm. <laughs> playing that tape at night, <laughs> which allowed me um, the forgiveness for my mom in my life and the role that I think that she played. Mm-hmm. But what I understood in listening to that is that sometimes, even in error, we give we give birth to a God. Right. That that, that sometimes two people come together, but in their mourning, in their suffering, in their anger, in their pain, they give birth to a God that will come about and give birth to a change in the world. Mm. So um, what I'm saying is we mistakenly sometimes think that in our lovemaking we bring a child of love into this world. Hmm. But sometimes in our lovemaking we bring a child in this world just in our lovemaking Hmm. that has nothing to do with giving birth to a God. Hmm. So if, if if we are not intentional or even if we are intentional, sometimes in our intent, we don't give birth to a God. Mm-hmm. But sometimes in our unintentional, we give birth to a God. Because out of our longing and our desire for change, a God comes into existence. And I think that that's what we saw in Malcolm. That's what we saw in the, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. That's what we saw in the Minister of Paracon. Yes, sir. But sometimes in our relationships that what we think we're giving birth to is not to a God, but to our passion. Hmm. And our passion was just sex. Hmm. And, and, and if we that gave birth is ourself. <laughs> and, and, and that's what I'm saying. And so what ends up happening is the manifestation of what we see from our kids is a manifestation of the passion that we hadn't had sex with that person. Mm. That's deep, brother. And how do you tie that back into the uh, black power relationships that we want to have? And how do you tie that back into giving birth to the next Malcolm or Martin? Well, I want to be careful in wanting to do that. Right. Because in wanting to do that, you need to understand. We need to look at who Malcolm was 
and who Martin was as parents. Mm. And Malcolm, nor Malcolm, if you look at their kids, neither one of them were good examples of parents, of, of a good of a good parent mm. or of a good father. Mm. If you look at the way, if you look at Malcolm's children and the way they turned out, mm. if you look at Martin and the way their children, his children turned out, mm. they were not good parents. Mm-hmm. In fact, they were absentee parents. So I want to say we want to be careful if we're saying we want to produce Malcolm and Martin mm-hmm. or do we want to produce those type of parents? Because those type of parents aren't parents for their children, they're parents for the world. Mm-hmm. And as a result, their their children suffer mm-hmm. because, because their parents were not parents for them, but they were parents of the world. And as a result, they didn't have parents. Wow. And did we find some type of, uh, if not a solution, some type of consolence or some type of uh, equity in this type of thinking? Well, yeah, I I think so, because I think that um, if we're talking black power thinking, mm-hmm. we 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 need to understand how we are identifying black parenthood mm-hmm. and what we think that is, mm-hmm. what and what that what that looks like. Look, so if we're if we're something disclosing, even even in me being a parent, what I find interesting or funny. Is that anything with my children mm-hmm. that becomes um, anything past a five-minute conversation <laughs> is a is a lecture. It's a challenge. And, and, and it, to it, who it's an it, 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 ongoing um, <laughs> joke in my house where you you need to be careful about what you give your ass dad because you might get a lecture. <laughs> So it, it, it and and it's funny because to me I <laughs> never looked at it. I didn't think of it like that. But 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 I saw later on, you know, like my kids would be like, "The dad lectured you today." <laughs> you, you know, so so they would they would carefully ask certain questions because they because anything past ten minutes of a conversation was a lecture to them, and I was like. So I said to them one day, I was like, wow, when did my conversations become a lecture? <laughs> but what I realized is for my kids' generation is, <laughs> you know, deep conversation, <laughs> deep thought, that's not something that they're into. Mm. And, and, and so for me, all my life, I've challenged my children, you know, uh, all their life. Don't come to me unless... And, and and this might be hardcore, right? And I'm learning now that wow, I you know that maybe I was really hard on them, or maybe they saw me being hard on them. But I used to be like, you know, consider can always consider the source. So don't come to me with frivolous <laughs> conversation or ideas, right? Be able to substantiate what you are saying. My son says to me to, to this day, that is not that deep. 
it frustrates me that he thinks that mm. way. Because I'm like, son, you should you should be deep about everything you that happened. But he he doesn't want to think that mm. way because in his world, in his relationships with, with his friends, they're always looking at him saying, Man, your dad is deep. <laughs> your dad is deep. And, 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 you know, and he's always saying, you know, like he doesn't want to be that deep. I don't want to be you know, like that. Right. Right. He's like, do we got dad, do we really have to have a conversation about that? Do we really I don't, you know, it ain't that deep for mm-hmm. me. And I'm like, I want to be like, kind of like how you were with mm-hmm. me. Like the black man, <laughs> you know, yeah, that's kind of my mind. But like, the, you know, you, you know, the black man is God. The black man is this. You got to you know, do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, my son is like, uh, nah, no, you know, not so much God. that. Yeah, he, you know, he, he's not, he's not getting it like that. And, and so, um, I don't know. I guess to go back to your point, um, I, I I think it's just relative, bro. I, you know, um, I think it's necessary to have the conversation, but it's contingent to the ears as well. Hmm. It's uh four thirteen a.m., brother, and we are at the thirty-one minute mark. Thirty-two minutes. Do you want to come back for a bonus round? You know what, bro? I'm I'm open. Um, when we come back, I'd it, like to take steer this conversation on Black Power parenting towards the theory of post-traumatic slave syndrome. There's something we're missing, which may be a solution in the way slaves were raised. That is producing what we saw in the video, what we saw in our own lives, and what we see in the Black Collective. And we'll be right back after these messages. At 414, brother. Peace. Yes, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was chips and every fucking thing. Off the fucking... I just got it off the floor and then put them in the garbage can. I put them in the garbage yeah, because I got the shit up. That's why. Because I got the shit up. Why you sitting there on the phone like you doing that on the fucking phone? On the damn phone. This all she does all day. And then her son just run around and fuck up. See, all she do is sit up on her fucking phone. You on the phone, focus on your goddamn child, not that phone. No, you don't. If you did, my house would be fucked up. If you did, I just got the shit up. Talk, then I just cut all the shit up. I just cut all the shit up off the floor. Sit the fuck up on my fucking couch. Sit up or get the fuck out my front because I'm tired of y'all motherfuckers. Get the fuck up out my fucking front. I just clenched it up when I came in the door. I just clenched, I just clenched it up, Olivia. All the shit he had on the floor. All the shit. It was more than one piece of head. Use the fucking light was more than one piece of head. That ain't, that's the second time I done dumped the damn dustpan. And that's the second time I done dumped the fucking dustpan, Olivia. That's the second. Every time I tell her to clench, get your son. This is the attitude that I get. This is the attitude that I get when I tell her to get her son from fucking up. This is the attitude that I get from a grown ass 20 year old. From a grown ass 20 year old. Because the bitch don't give no fuck. You don't. We know you don't. That's
That's why you ain't got you gang got shit. You don't never have shit. You don't got shit. You stand in my house. You ain't got shit. Peace. Peace to God. How we stuck. Or somehow. Put in a precarious situation. A strange situation. To be parents. After being descendants from slaves. Hmm. Hmm. That is that is such a wow. That that is such a powerful, powerful question. Yes, um, so let's go back and deal with that. Um, uh, so and, and and I'm I'm gonna deal with that uh, personally. Mm-hmm. So my grandmother. My grandmother, her grandparents were born into slavery. Hmm. And that's my biological grandmother that's alive today. Her grandparents were born into slavery. Hmm. Now, that means that my grandmother, her mom's parents raised her. Then they raised my grandma mm-hmm. right out of right out of slavery. Mm-hmm. So that means I am four generations removed from slavery. So mm-hmm. if my grandmother, grandparents, not great grandparents, but grandparents were direct descendants of slaves, and then they raised my grandmother's mother, mm-hmm. then my grandma raised my mom. How do you think my mother raised me? Hmm. Now, there's no um, therapy. There's no psychology. There's no advanced education. There's there's none of that. But here, my grandmother is raising my mom. But she's, my grandmother is feeling the direct descendant of slavery Hmm. and she's raising my mom Hmm. she's beating the shit out of my mom out of my mom's sisters Hmm. out of her her brothers Hmm. she's doing exactly to them what her grandparents and what her mom did to her and what would in turn be done to you exactly so it's it's so weird because you know I'm talking in contemporary day, right? Mm-hmm. But I grew up in a house where people never spoke to one another. Like you never mm-hmm. walked into a house, you never <laughs> walked in a house, and somebody said, "Oh, how was your day?" Right. You know, <laughs> how was school? You that did that didn't happen, right? <laughs> and and so because that didn't happen, you know. And it was only something that you saw on TV. It seemed abnormal. Hmm. So what I found in my relationships, you know, anything outside of me being a player, 
But in my real relationship, like when I showed up in, in, in my real relationship, it was weird because now I didn't know how dysfunctional I was. Hmm. Because this is what I grew up in, right? And so what I didn't know is that I was I was making my I was making my relationship dysfunctional so that I can function in it. Wow. And I did not and I did not know it. So when I would come into the house, if my wife or kids would say, um, <laughs> hey, how's your day? Blah, blah, blah. I'd be like, get away from me. What are you talking about? <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with my day. You know, I would, you know, it, it, it was weird. I didn't, mm-hmm. I, I did not know. Um, that was normal. <laughs> I, right. I, 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 I thought that they were being fake. I thought that that that, that that what they were doing was disingenuous because I felt like what was because that's all I knew. You know, like I didn't grow up in a household where nobody ever said I love you or anybody right. ever hugged you. Right. Anybody ever cared about if you fell on the ground. If you fell right. on the ground when you were when you was a kid, for me, it was like I told you stop running. Hmm. You know I used to get beaten because I fell. Yeah, exactly. If it, it so, if if you spill Kool Aid on a table, you got a you got a beating. Mm-hmm. So everything that you did wrong in life, you got punished for. So mm-hmm. I did not understand gratification, right? W- without doing anything, right? Right. So coming in the house from work and someone saying, "Oh, how was your day?" You know, and wanting to love you was was you weird. Hell away. Right. I'm like, what the. What you know, trying to be funny, you trying, you set, you, you know, like you trying to set me up. I didn't know how to receive that type of love, and 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 I I tell you, I still struggle with that. Hmm. Even as a therapist, I still struggle. I still struggle with that. Hmm. But but because I know that I struggle with it, I can do better with it. But I still hmm. struggle with it. But imagine the people that are not in my profession that live that right. life trying to deal with that. Right, and trying to raise kids, hmm. because the one thing about and, and you know one of the things that we couldn't do as slaves was to have that type of affection for something that was going to be taken away from you. You couldn't get close psychologically. You couldn't get close to your offspring because they weren't your property, and they would be gone if you got too close to them you wouldn't survive mentally because they were going to be taken away and sold. Yeah. Well, and that, and that happened also. Or killed. Yeah. So yeah. There, there was this psychological disconnect from trying to be a family during slavery and somehow that is transferred over into who we are as parents, not all of us, but it does. It just takes one to um, experience that, to have a um, psychological impact on the family unit that we have today. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know if I, if it takes one. I mean, it it, it I think it's just a reality. Mm-hmm. You know, um, 
I think that's just, uh, I think it's a lack of knowledge of, of, of where that comes from. But it's just what we live out day to day is, is just a really unhealthy, um, dysfunctional behavior that we have. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. So now let's take this last 10 minutes to discuss what we discussed. Uh, reflection. What did you get from tonight's podcast, brother? Hmm. But I don't even know where to start. Um, <laughs> Sometimes it seems like we got nowhere. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think Sister Ebony uh, exited, exited us a little early. Um, <laughs> I, I would have loved to have heard more of her input, um, right? Her feedback. Yeah, from the woman's perspective or from her pers- personal perspective. Mm-hmm. But, um, I, you know, who I think who we are um, as a people, and I think watching that video says a. Again, man, it was so personal for me because so much of what I saw reminded me of my childhood mm-hmm. um, and, and, and where I come from. And that video that we saw is so normal in so many households. Mm-hmm. But but to be able to have that discussion is one thing. But to live that reality every day as a normal as, as something that's normal <laughs> is is I think was was problematic, and I think that too many of us so or so many of us live that lifestyle every day. Hmm. You know, yes, and and not being able to overcome that because so much of that lifestyle leads to something else that's very dysfunctional, and so. While we have that discussion, I think the bigger thing is how do we get into the hearts and minds of the people that live that every day? Right. Right. I think what I learned from tonight's podcast is whether you were the parent in the situation, whether you were the male or female parent in the situation, whether you were the offspring in this situation, whether you were a male or the female in the situ in the in the, or as the offspring in the situation, all of this leads to a similar conclusion that it's it could uh, turn out bad if we don't do something to correct it at some point in our lives. And um that correction is within and examining our, ourselves from within rather than for what is apparent on the outside. Um, that's what I took from this podcast tonight, this discussion, uh, this deep discussion of uh, our parenting, given the fact that we should be better parents because we are the black power thinkers. But it don't always work out that way. Nor do yeah. 
our the outcomes of our children work to our favor, even though we are the black power thinkers. Well, I think we have to be very careful in how we describe ourselves. And we we might see ourselves as black power thinkers, but do our kids see ourselves as black power thinkers? That is uh, correct. So I, I think we, we have to be very careful, you know, in that. Because a lot of times we are defining ourselves as parents or seeing ourselves as parents as parents. Yeah, you broke up after you said parents. Okay. We had seen ourselves as parents and then it went south. Okay, hold on, my Okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay. So I, I think what we have to be careful of is we we seeing ourselves as black power thinkers, mm-hmm. but our kids seeing us as something different. <laughs> Nigga pops. <laughs> so, 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 you know, like, 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 I don't know what your dad or how your dad or how your mom saw themselves, but did you see them as they saw themselves? Hell no. Right, and so that like, these two people are out of control. Yeah, yeah. And and at first, my my first reaction to them being out of control. Um, when you when you discover that your parents are not the the strong people that you thought they were as an adult um, before your adolescence, pre adolescence, you thought that they were supermen, superwomen. But as you get into your adolescence and uh, you start to interact with the this new faction of uh, children thinking. You start to see them as being weak, slow, and out of touch with reality. And that is the beginning of bad adolescent behavior. It doesn't always have to be that way, but that seems to be like the catalyst to going down the wrong road instead of the right road. It's the fork in the road for your um, development as a child. Right there at adolescence. Yeah. And I'm describing adolescence as being 13, 14. Like by nine, you you think your parents are, are just like the most wonderful people in the world. You've had some type of um success but then that discipline takes on a new level of hardship or austerity and you you start to like damn these niggas is out of control <laughs> and they're disciplining me even if they're not physically hitting you they're disciplining you for everything becomes monotonous or um, tiresome, and you start to rebel. It's, it's you're gonna naturally rebel against your parents, whether they were good to you or bad to you. So, I like what you said somewhere in, in the, tonight's talk was that um, there are children that that are in 
the ideal home and still go wayward. Yeah. And I, 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 I think that that's what we consider the the the, the X factor. It's, mm. it's 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 the unknown. So mm. what you what you don't know is the outside factor and how they're going to right. impact what you're doing. So right. no, and, and I'll tell you uh, again. Some some of, some of my greatest awakeness awakenesses. Uh, or some of my greatest surprises was was going to a HBCU, thinking that I was among <laughs> the greatest minds or the greatest thinkers in the world. That was that was that was like one of the most devastating reality checks, right? And 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 so I'm not gonna call any names, but I had this really good friend of mine, mm. really cool. Mm-hmm. But like his dad was like a top-notch lawyer, mm-hmm. and, and you know where where I went to school. I'm not even gonna call the name of school right now. Mm-hmm. But I remember one summer we were all in summer school, and we he had this connect at this store mm-hmm. with this girl that. You know, I probably come from another affluent family that, you know, but she was working at the store. We mm. were able to go in that store and get all these high name items mm-hmm. under this auspices of 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 something else. And I'm not trying to <laughs> myself, so I'm very careful about what I'm saying. <laughs> but 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 what I'm saying is these were these were two Kids that come had come from these very affluent families mm-hmm. that were willing to do these things that people from where I came from w- would have done with no problem at all. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking, like, when I look back at now, like, how do these, you know, you look at these kids over here that parents have worked so hard and did X, Y, and Z, so these kids could be. At a particular place, why why would they why were they um, engaging in such behavior? Mm-hmm. Because it wasn't like they needed to, but right. they just were doing that. Right. It, it, it but it spoke to me because shit, that's what I was into. <laughs> you know. But, mm-hmm. but but I I so now as a parent, I look at my kids like, what would they be willing to engage in? Right, coming coming from what they come from, right. You know, it it, it scares me. Yeah, and, and it's a sense of wanting to belong. Right, it goes back to that power dynamic. Some some see it as power, dealing with the fringe of society, the the lawbreakers, and becoming friend befriending them. Even though we come from good parenting, and we are at the nineteen-minute mark in DF University, I'm gonna give you the last word, brother. 
But, um, I, you know, honestly, what, 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 what I would say, um, as a parent is, is be humble, be, be, be humble in knowing that you don't know. And aware. <laughs> right. I would add aware. Be very vigilant. Yeah. Your children are going to get in some shit. Yeah. Yeah. Whether they're good children or bad children, or good parents or bad parents, hmm. but 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 understanding again that and how does that relate to the uh, the video we saw? I th- I think at first we we were judgmental, and uh, now we see that it's not that black and white. Well, again, I think that. What what you need to understand that I don't care who you are as mom and dad, as you're really just a vessel to bring something into this world that needs to come and exist. Mm-hmm. You can you can mm-hmm. do your best to nurture it, but at the mm-hmm. end of the day, that child is supposed to be a gift to the world. Mm-hmm. And God has utilized your body. Or you two, you two people, to bring that child into the world. Hmm. I say, do the best that you can do in nurturing that soul. But you don't own that soul. That soul hmm. is a gift to the world. And so, if if we go back to what you talked about earlier about Malcolm and Martin or Marcus Garvey or whoever, if you mm-hmm. look at their childhood, if you look at their their parents, Malcolm was a child of six, seven children. Yeah. But he became the voice for the world. Yep. You know, it wasn't, you know, an intentional, but that's what happened. You know, yeah. Um, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad had a stuttering problem, but he but he became the voice of the nation. Right. You know, Martin Luther King was was not somebody who wanted to be a leader, but he became that. But he died. Yeah. But he died poor. Hmm. This was a guy with a doctoral degree. Hmm. They had every educational aspiration of the world that a black person could have had at that time. Hmm. But he died poor. He died going to jail for the poor people's movement. Asking other black clergymen to appeal to him. But he died poor. Harry Belafonte ended up having to fund his funeral. Dr. Khalid Muhammad. Dr. Khalid Muhammad. That means he had a doctoral degree. He died poor. Right. He died poor. Right. And unachieved. You know, so Marcus Massar Garvey ended up being deported back that back mm. to Africa. Hmm. So what I'm saying to you, or, or you know, and and having this discussion tonight, 
is black liberation. You know, that's not something that's enriching in, in terms of finances. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not something that you're going to pick up and, you know, be financially free. Yes, but but in picking up that baton, what does that mean for you? So, in, in talking about raising the next generation, how do we get them to that next level in understanding that those leaders that came before them may or may not have died poor? But what does that mean to them going forward? Because what it looks like to me is that they're not interested in being what their forefathers were. So I don't know how you how we get them to that level of sacrifice or feeling um, the need to do what their ancestors did because right now I don't see them having that desire to do that. Hello? Yep. Is that the last word? I don't know. You, I mean, you tell me. <laughs> I think we're going to leave it right there, brother. Okay. It is 4.42 a.m. And um, I don't know if we had any solutions tonight, but we have a better understanding of ourselves in the world. In DF and universe. And we hope that we brought some enlightenment or some discussion to other black power minds. Yeah. And I'll see you tomorrow night, brother, when we shall plan to take over the world. And, and bro, so in and in, in, in closing, I want to be yes, I want to be very careful about. Uh, the terminology of solution because mm-hmm. it, to me and what I've been taught all my life particularly as it relates mm-hmm. to Islam mm-hmm. that the path of Allah is infinite hmm. and in the path of Allah being infinite meaning that we're always on the path of looking for a solution we never evolve we, we never evolve hmm. we're always evolving and it's only when we get to the point where we think that we have evolved and that we're there that we're off the path of Allah. So to me, looking or having a solution sometimes means that, means that we missed the mark. Hmm. So I just want to say that I want to be very careful to the audience in saying that here's a solution. But mm-hmm. what I do want to say is here. here's what we're working on. Mm-hmm. That makes sense to me. 
Indeed. Makes a lot of sense. Okay. So we will try again tomorrow night, brother, to reach these minds. Indeed. And uh, have a good night. Peace to the God. Peace. No.